Shalom and welcome to Daily Bread for Busy Moms, a daily Bible reading podcast that goes through the whole Bible in a year. We follow along with the weekly Torah portions and read daily from the Torah, the prophets, the writings, and the apostles. If you want to learn more about the podcast or connect with us online, find us at dailybreadmoms.com. There you'll find information about the journal. Um, that's the Bible reading plan that we use, um, which Bible translation we use, and how to contact us. You'll also see information about how you can support the podcast by becoming a patron and how we can connect with you more. We've got some new things for our sweet patrons and are excited to let you hear from us in more ways beyond the daily Bible readings. So find us at dailybreadmoms.com. We look forward to connecting with you. Let's get to our podcast episode for today. Shalom, this is Harriet, and I will read for you today, this Monday, the 19th of February, or the 10th of Adar 1 on the Hebrew calendar. This week we are in a parasha, or portion from the Torah, that is called Tetzaveh. And that means you shall command. And a scripture reading from the Torah or the five books of Moses is today Exodus, or Shemot in Hebrew, chapter 28, verse 13 through verse 30. So before we start reading the scriptures, we thank the Lord and blessing for giving us his word. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who gives the Torah of truth and the good news of salvation to his people Israel and to all peoples through his Son, Yeshua the Mashiach, our Master. So we start in Exodus 28. Fashion filigree settings of gold, along with two chains of pure gold, of braided work, and you will attach the chains to the filigree settings. Make a breastplate of judgment, the work of a skillful craftsman. You are to make it like the design of the ephod, of gold, blue, purple, scarlet, and finely twisted linen. It is to be square and doubled over, a span in length and a span in width. Set within it four rows of jewels, a row of ruby, topaz, and emerald for the first row, a turquoise, a sapphire, and a diamond for the second row, a jacinth, an agate, and an amethyst for the third, and a beryl, an onyx, and a jasper for the fourth row. They are to be enclosed in gold filigree settings. The stones are to be engraved in the order of the names of Bnei Yisrael, twelve according to their names, like the etchings of a signet seal, one corresponding to each name of the twelve tribes. Also, you are to make upon the breastplate braided chains of wreathed work from pure gold, Forge the breastplate, two rings of gold, and fasten the two rings on the two ends of the breastplate. Then attach the two wreathed chains of gold on the two rings at the ends of the breastplate, 
The other two ends of the chains you are to place on the two settings and put them on the shoulder pieces of the ephod in front. So you are to make two rings of gold and put them on the two ends of the breastplate on the edge of it that is toward the inner side of the ephod. Also make two gold rings and place them on the shoulder pieces of the ephod underneath, in the front, close to where it is joined, above the artfully woven band of the ephod. Then they will bind the breastplate by its rings to the rings of the ephod with the blue thread, so that uh, it may be on the skillfully woven band of the ephod and so that the breastplate will not come loose from it. Aharon will bear the names of Bnei Yisrael in the breastplate of judgment on his heart whenever he enters the holy place as a continual memorial before the Lord. Also put the Urim and the Tumim within the breastplate of judgment so they will be on Aharon's heart when he goes in before the Lord. Aharon will bear the judgment of Bnei Israel on his heart before the Lord continually. That was Exodus 28, 13 through 30. Now we have our portion from the prophets and we will read 2 Kings 4 or Melachim Bet chapter 4. Now a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets cried out to Elisha, saying, Your servant, my husband, is dead. You know that your servant feared the Lord. Now the creditor has come to take my two children to be his slaves. What should I do for you? Elisha asked her. Tell me, what do you have in the house? She replied, Your handmaid has nothing in the house except a jar of oil. Then he said, Go borrow for yourself vessels from all your neighbors, empty jars, not just a few. Then go inside and shut the door behind you and behind your sons and pour into all those vessels, setting aside what is full. So she left him and shut the door behind her and behind her sons. They kept bringing the vessels to her, and she kept pouring. When the vessels were full, she said to her son, Bring me another vessel. But he said to her, There isn't another vessel. So the oil stopped. Then she came and told the man of God. So he said, Go sell the oil and pay your debt. Then you and your sons can live on the rest. One day, when Elisha passed through Shunem, where there was a prominent woman who persuaded him to eat some food. And so it was, whenever he passed through, he would stop for a meal. Then she said to her husband, Behold now, I realize that this man who often passes through is a holy man of God. Please, let's make a little walled room on the roof and let's put there a bed a table, a chair, and a lampstand for him. Then whenever he comes to us, he can stay there. One day he came there and retired to the upper chamber and lay down there. Then he said to Gehazi, his servant, Call this Shunamith woman. When he had called her, she stood before him. 
he said to him, Tell her, Behold, you have gone to all this trouble for us. What can be done for you? Can something be communicated to the king or to the commander of the army for you? She answered, I am living among my own people. So he asked, Then what should should be done for her? Then Gehazi answered, In fact, she has no son, and her husband is old. Call her, he said. And when he had called her, she stood in the doorway. Then he said, At this season next year, you will be embracing a son. But she said, No, my lord, do not lie to your handmaid, man of God. Nevertheless, the woman conceived and bore a son during that season the following year, just as Elisha had told her. Now, when the child was grown, one day he went out to his father among the reapers. Then he said to his father, My head, my head. So he said to his servant, Carry him to his mother. So he picked him up and brought him to his mother. The child sat on her lap until noon and then died. So she then went up and laid him on the bed of the man of God, shut the door on him and went out. Then she called to her husband and said, Please send me one of the servants and one of the donkeys that I may run to the man of God and come back. But he said, Why are you going to him today? It is neither new moon nor Shabbat. But she said, It will be well. Then she saddled the donkey and said to her servant, Move on, don't slow down riding unless I tell you. So she set out and came near the man of God at Mount Carmel. Up in seeing her from a distance, the man of God said to his servant, Gehazi, Look, there's the Shunammite. Please, run out to meet her and ask her, Is it well with you? Is it well with your husband? Is it well with the boy? She answered, It is well. But when she arrived at the mountain, up to the man of God, she caught hold of his feet. Then Gehazi stepped forward to push her away, but the man of God said, Leave her alone for her soul is bitter within her, yet the Lord has hid it from me and has not told me. Did I ask my Lord for a son, she said? Didn't I say, don't deceive me? Then he said to Gehazi, gird up your loins and take my staff in your hand and go. If you meet anyone, don't greet him, or if anyone greets you, don't answer him, and lay my staff on the face of the child. But the mother of the child said, As the Lord lives, and as you live, I won't leave you. So he arose and followed her. Gehazi passed on ahead of them and laid the staff on the face of the child, but there was no sound or response. So he returned to meet him and told him, saying, The boy has not awakened. When Elisha entered the house, there was the child, dead and laying on his bed. So he entered and shut the door behind the two of them and prayed to the Lord. Then he got up and lay on the child and put his mouth on his mouth and his eyes on his eyes and his hands on his hands 
and he stretched himself upon him. So the flesh of the child became warm. Then he stepped down and walked in the house to and fro, and then he got up on the bed and stretched himself on him. The child sneezed seven times, then the child opened his eyes. He then called Gehazi and said, Call the Shunamit. So he called her. When she came in to him, he said, Pick up your son. She came, fell at his feet, and bowed down to the ground. Then she picked up her son and went out. Afterward, Elisha returned to Gilgal. Now there was a famine in the land. As the sons of the prophets were sitting before him, he said to his servant, Put on the large pot and boil stew for the sons of the prophets. Then one of them went out into the field to gather herbs, found a wild vine and picked from it a lap full of wild gourds. Then he came back and sliced them into the stew pot, for they did not know what they were. Then they served it for the men to eat. But it came to pass that they were still eating the stew. They cried out and said, O man of God, there's death in the pot. So they could not eat it. But he said, Bring some flour. And he threw it into the pot and said, Serve it to the people and let them eat. So there was nothing bad in the pot. Now a man came from Baal Shalisha and brought the man of God bread of the first fruits, twenty loaves of barley bread and fresh ears of corn in his sack. Then he said, Give them to the people that they may eat. But his attendant said, What? Will I set this before a hundred men? But he said, Give them to the people that they may eat, for thus says the Lord, They will eat and will have left over. So he set it before them, and they ate and had some left over, according to the word of the Lord. That was Second Kings 4. Now we have come to the writings, and we will read Psalm 118. Praise the Lord, for he is good, for his loving kindness endures forever. Oh, let Israel say, for his loving kindness endures forever. Oh, let the house of Aharon say, for his loving kindness endures forever. Oh, let those who fear the Lord say, for his loving kindness endures forever. Out of a tight place I called on the Lord. The Lord answered me with a spacious place. The Lord is for me, I will not fear. What can man do to me? The Lord is for me as my helper. I will see the downfall of those who hate me. It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in man. It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in princes. All nations surrounded me. In the name of the Lord I cut them off. They surrounded me, yes, all around me. In the name of the Lord I cut them off. They swarmed around me like bees. They were extinguished like burning thorns. In the name of the Lord, I cut them off. You pushed me hard to make me fall, but the Lord helped me. The Lord is my strength and song, and He has become my salvation. 
Shouts of joy and victory are in the tents of the righteous. The Lord's right hand is mighty. The Lord's right hand is lifted high. The Lord's right hand is mighty. I will not die but live and proclaim what the Lord has done. The Lord has chastened me hard but has not given me over to death. Open to me the gates of righteousness that I may enter through them and praise the Lord. This is the gate of the Lord. The righteous will enter through it. I give you thanks because you have answered me and have become my salvation. The stone that builders rejected has become the capstone. It is from the Lord. It is marvelous in our eyes. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Hoshiana, please, Lord, save us now. We beseech you, Lord, prosper us. Baruch haba b'shem Adonai. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. We bless you from the house of the Lord. The Lord is God and he has given us light. Join the festival with branches up to the horns of the altar. You are my God and I praise you. You are my God, I exalt you. Praise the Lord for he is good. For his loving kindness endures forever. That was Psalm or Telim 118. Now we have arrived to final portion, the apostolic writings, and today we will read John or Yohanan chapter 10. Amen, amen, I tell you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs in some other way, is a thief and a robber. But he who enters through the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the doorkeeper opens, and the sheep hear his voice. The shepherd calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes ahead of them, and the sheep follow him because they know his voice. They will never follow a stranger, but will run away from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. Yeshua told them this parable, but they did not understand what he was telling them. So Yeshua said again, Amen, Amen, I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All those who come before me, sorry, all those who came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the gate. If anyone comes in through me, he will be saved. He will come and go and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal, slaughter, and destroy. I have come that they might have life and have it abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired worker is not the shepherd, and the sheep are not his own. He sees the wolf coming and abandons the sheep and flees. Then the wolf snatches and scatters the sheep. The man is only a hired hand and does not care about the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own, and my own know me. Just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father. 
and I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that are not from this fold. Those also I must lead, and they will listen to my voice. So there shall be one flock, one shepherd. For this reason the Father loves me, because I lay down my life, so that I may take it up again. No one takes it away from me, but I lay it down on my own. I have the authority to lay it down, and I have the authority to take it up again. This command I received from my father. Again a division arose among the Judeans because of these words. Many of them were saying, He has a demon. He's insane. Why listen to him? Others said, These are not the sayings of someone who is plagued by a demon. A demon cannot open the eyes of the blind, can it? Then came Hanukkah. It was winter in Yerushalayim. Yeshua was walking in the temple around Shlomo's colonnade. Then the Judean leaders surrounded him, saying, How long will you hold us in suspense? If you are the Messiah, tell us outright. Yeshua answered them, I told you, but you don't believe. The works I do in my Father's name testify concerning me, but you don't believe, because you are not my sheep. My sheep hear my voice. I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life. They will never perish, and no one will snatch them out of my hand. My Father, who has given them to me, is greater than all and no one is able to snatch them out of the Father's hand. I and the Father are one. Again the Judean leaders picked up stones to stone him. Yeshua answered them, I have shown you many good works from the Father. For which of these are you going to stone me? The Judean leaders answered, We aren't stoning you for a good work, but for blasphemy. Though you are a man, you make yourself God. Yeshua answered them, Isn't it written in your writings, I have said you are gods? If he called them gods to whom the word of God came, and the scripture cannot be broken, do you say of him, the one the Father set apart and sent into the world, you speak blasphemy? Because I said, I am Ben Elohim. If I don't trust if I don't do the works of my father don't believe me but if I do even if you don't trust me trust the deeds then you may come to know and continue to understand that the father is in me and I am in the father therefore they tried to capture him again but he escaped from their hand Again he went back across the Yarden to the place where Yohanan first started immersing, and he stayed there. Many people came to him and were saying, Yohanan performed no sign, but all Yohanan said about this man was true, and many trusted in him there. That was John chapter 10, and that concludes our reading of scriptures for today. However, if you are reading through the Apostolic Writings twice this year, you would also read Titus chapter 3, Titus chapter 3 today.
This has been Harriet with Daily Bread for Busy Moms. I pray that you have um, been encouraged by listening to the Word of God. And the Word of God gives you life. So, have a blessed day. I wish you shalom from Israel. Until next time. Thank you.